forever. Dog. Hi, Adventure Kateers. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th, available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Uh, whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrilling adventure hour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will. This is Ben Acker. And Ben Blacker. See you. (laughs) Inhale. Not if I see you first. And now, coming to you from Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America, it's the nation's favorite new time podcast in the style of old time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Tonight's episode, Beyond Belief, Prelude to a Fish. Starring Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster as those married mediums, Frank and Sadie Doyle. Also starring Mark McConville, Autumn Reeser, and Craig Kakowski as animals. Melanie Linsky as Pearl, and Jason Ritter as Edgar. Spooky narration by Mark McConville. Music by the Andy Paley Orchestra. Uli 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 is written by Paul and Storm with Acker and Blacker. Sound effects by Cayenne Chris Conroy. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is directed by Aaron Ginsberg and written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. It's time to send the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself for mysterious suspense in tonight's final feature, Beyond Belief. Meet Frank and Sadie Doyle, toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages, and oh yes, they see ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. Join the Doyles in tonight's dark episode, Prelude to a Fish. Our story begins far from Park Avenue in in the country home of Frank and Sadie Doyle. Ah, the country. Smell that country air. Smell that country liquor cabinet. (laughs) The best part of our rustic getaway. Mm, But only by a nose. The front door takes the silver. So silent. None of the hustle and bustle of our city door. What with all its being knocked upon and walked through? No one knows we're here, Frank. Now, let us drink ourselves so silly as to not know it ourselves. (laughs) Sadie, did you just not hear that like I didn't? Probably just the wind. Yes, yes. A lot of wind out here in the country. Country air. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. We gave in the city. But thank you anyway. You all don't come back now, you hear? Oh, I did not hear. 
I take back everything I just said about that door. Well, in its defense, the knocks aren't coming from it so much as its peer, the back door. There are back doors now? <laughs> I'm afraid so. Oh, and I'm further afraid ours is opening. Oh, the country. Where nobody locks our doors. <laughs> Who's there? Help me, please. Help me, please. I need your help. Yes, yes, all right. But it's not for anything supernatural, is it? No. My boyfriend is in trouble. Please hurry. You promise it's not supernatural, this trouble? Franklin Mint Chocolate Chip Doyle. <laughs> Someone needs our help. So long as we're dressed for it, we shall give it. I'll bring our drinks. Well, where you go and they go, I follow. <laughs> what is that? The sun? <laughs> Enough, I get it. Oh, Frank, look. A lake in our backyard, which we also have. How very nice for us. Then look at that, Frank. A green, scaly, hideous, lagoon-style creature. That's Edgar, my boyfriend. He's not hideous. Now, you said this wasn't to do with the supernatural. He's clearly a creature from a lagoon. Well, he was drowning. That's not supernatural. He was drowning. Supernatural. Please, won't you help him? From the smell of him, we may be too late. Well, that's just how he smells. Well, now, are you certain? Because it looks as if the scavengers have been at him. They're not. They're trying to help. Frogs, otters, and turtles aren't scavengers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it may look like I'm a forest stranger. Lord knows I get it all the time. But I assure you, as I assure all who make the all-too-common mistake, I am not, nor have I ever been, a forest ranger. Thank The woodland creatures are staring at us. <laughs> look at how they look like they wish to tell us something. Okay, now you have to admit that was supernatural. Was it? Yes! He's your monster, darling. Why do you need our help? My complicated respiratory system doesn't go with his. See, I'm a freshwater mermaid. <laughs> if you're a mermaid, how do you explain your legs? Oh, <laughs> we can assume human form on land if we don't get wet or eat after midnight. <laughs> just a country otter. But if one of you doesn't use your mouth to blow into him, Edgar will die. Aww. 
you had an ounce of empathy, you'd do it, Ribbit. I'm sorry, the tree up which you're barking was long ago carved into a liquor cabinet. Hold my drink, darling. Sadie, what are you doing? Get off the ground this instant. Too late. Do not put your lips on that fellow. I've put them on worse. Not lately. Touche. Put your mouth on his mouth. Pinch your hand on his nose. Keep the oxygen flowing from his head to his toes. Keep compressing his chest to keep on pumping his heart. Uli, uli, look at Julie giving CPR. I feel warm. Darling, you've turned into a human. You nearly drowned, Edgar. And you taste like a shrimp cocktail, Edgar. <laughs> well, Edgar, here's a regular cocktail to put your palate right. Thank you, darling. How did I turn human? True love's kiss has the power to transform. <laughs> True love is what turned me from man into a fish man. It turned me back. I'm in love with this lady now, I guess? It happens. Sadie, charmed. My husband, Frank. Hmm, considerably less charmed. And Sadie, you are really pretty. Oh, I already know. So you're married to this guy, then? How serious is it? Well, it's fairly serious, I'm afraid. Edgar, this woman has no... Hey, everybody, it's Andrew. And it's Anna from Scary Stories to Tell in the Pod. Where we take you on a deep dive into the fascinating world of American folklore, ghost stories, hauntings, and urban legends via the classic children's series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Thank you so much for supporting our network. Now, please, please enjoy this episode. Won't you? Won't you? Nothing to do with your condition. I disagree, I think. You started drowning, Edgar, not because of true love with her, because of you not feeling true love with me anymore. That's preposterous. I love you, Pearl. But you're not in love with me, are you? I don't see a difference. Look harder. You changed the first time because you gazed down from that bridge. Look, Frank, we have a bridge! And if this soap opera continues, I may well use it. You saw me, and we kissed, and you were transformed. And then, this afternoon, I came home from work. Which is swimming. <laughs> it's a good job, and I'm good at it. I came home. You didn't greet me at the cave mouth. You didn't kiss me. You gave me a hug. A distracted hug, and you started drowning. Ooh. <laughs> if that 
what happened, Edgar? Are all the animals such gossips? Yes. That's sort of what happened. Uh, end of story? I was in the... I was in the middle of preparing some moss for dinner. Again. There's a lot of moss on the lake, Ribbit. And it's delicious. It's an acquired taste. It's a, it's a delicious acquired taste. Anyway, I was preparing it, not cooking it, because underwater, no ovens wouldn't work. We follow. More just rolling it around in the sandy lake bottom, trying to get the lake lice out of it. Ooh, those don't talk, do they? No. Pearl comes home and starts filling me in on politics at work, which I'll say again is swimming, the thing we all do around here to get around anyway, which Pearl found some way to monetize. Okay, I love my job, Edgar, and I won't apologize I'm for it. I'm glad you do, but I just... Oh, I've been a lake creature for some time now, and I still haven't found something down there that I love. <gasps> what? There's nothing you love down there. Under the lake, where I am. I meant something to do that I love. Something to do. Pearl, I'm not not in love with you. But you'd obviously rather be a man-man than a fish-man. You can't be out of love. I'm not. I'm pretty sure. Yours, Ribbit, is a romance in which we're all invested. Tell about when your lives first intertwined. Ribbit. Uli, uli, uli. Rum and gin. You've got to tell these guys. Tell them your origin. Did you animals just rhyme gin with gin? When I was eight, my family vacationed on this lake. One day we took a sightseeing tour, and I saw a beautiful girl just below the surface of the water. It was me. I jumped in, even though I couldn't swim. Started drowning, and my dumb parents pulled me out. I saw her swimming away. She waved goodbye with her tail. That's how we flirt. We just pour each other drinks. And say things. And drink the drinks. <laughs> Edgar's bond with the mermaid ribbit proved so strong that his subsequent relationships with Debbie, Rebecca, and Natalie invariably failed. Ribbit. <laughs> I nearly, nearly found love with a girl named Mary. I had a talk with her. That was that. You did what? I followed you around. Ribbit throughout most of your childhood. And adulthood. You didn't know? 
You knew. You didn't? After Mary jilted you, you came here, jumped into the water to find Pearl, we assume. Never learned to swim. Well, I was out collecting shells, my old job. And I found you thrashing around. We kissed, and you were transformed. Into a lake creature. Every part of me a fish man. Except for your, what's the word, fork? Glasses. Okay. (laughs) This was all years ago. Of course, I wouldn't know how many years because we don't have calendars under the lake. Any what? And that's the thing. I miss world stuff. Like paper. I miss the silence of air instead of, you know, the constant crush of water. Well, I'm sorry I'm smothering you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the stuff of the above world. You guys know cake? Sweaters? Lamps? We know those things. Yeah. Imagine them all wet. That's cake you wouldn't eat. I don't even know what you're talking about. Forks? Lake Monster... Love and doubt go hand in hand. I understand your predicament. You do? Do you? Sure. No. (laughs) I fell for Sadie hard and fast. Like you, I had a brief period of dissatisfaction. I didn't. I know, darling. And you know what got me through that bad time, which didn't actually happen? That it was made up? Exactly. Also, it was this. Oh, man. I haven't had booze in so long. Have some. This tastes weird. (laughs) You're missing the point. It's not as good as I had built it up to be based on a combination of remembering and expectation. Compared to my building up of it, it's, uh, it's not nearly as good. Neither is air. Probably cake and paper and lamps are the same story. Pearl, kiss me. What are you doing? Get your lips away from me. Kiss me, Pearl. Turn me back. You know, I'm not so sure I want you back. Not if your love is so... Fork. (laughs) Capricious. That she knows. me, Edgar. How am I supposed to react now, knowing this could happen at any time? It won't. I don't know how to just magically convince you. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb or wise, you better say you're sorry and apologize. If you don't, we're gonna mess you up. We're gonna cut your throat. Mean what you say, or you won't see another day. Did those animals just threaten to murder me? Not just you. 
everybody. <laughs> Did these animals just threaten to murder all of us? I told you, we're invested in their relationship, baby. Oh, did you think we're the only animals around this lake? Perhaps you should apologize, Edgar. And mean. Got it, turtle. And mean it. Love means having to say you're sorry. Okay. Apology. I, I know this one. Pearl, I'm the thing that sorry is. Our love is true and pure and lazy. Nearly there, miffed at the end. Love is finding someone you can stand to be around and, and then being around her for as long as you can stand it. And that's you for me, Pearl. And I can stand to be around you forever, probably. How sweet. It is sweet, in its way. Edgar, I know there may be someone better for me out there beyond the pond, but starting a fork with a new man? Turning him into a lake monster? Then getting to know him? That would be a lot of work. Work I don't want to do. Love means leaning into what's comfortable, even after it isn't fun anymore. Love is settling. Love is settling. Pearl, let's not start over. I know all your bad habits. Kiss me and I'll try not to develop new ones. creature once more. Let's go back under the lake, my unexciting darling. I'll carry you. Oh, oh you are not little. <laughs> heavier out of the water. Don't talk. Well, happy ending, sort of. But a practical one, at least. <laughs> Sadie, do we spoil it by revealing that true love isn't like all that? That every day with you is as exciting, intoxicating, and giddy-making as the first? They couldn't hear us under the water if we did, darling. They're sad, cause they in the bowl. But fish in the bowl is lucky. They in for a worser fate. One day, when the boss get hungry, 
guess who gonna be on the plates? Join the Doyles next time when they once again walk beyond belief in a spooky episode titled Finding Screamo.